So I've been noticing this trend in a lot of the women I've been working with. And also, quite honestly, I find myself caught in between this space. It's like we're no longer in the middle of disordered eating or eating disorder stuff. Like the body image, most of the body image stuff has resolved. And it's not necessarily that we love every inch of our bodies, but we've really started to find value outside of our bodies. Because as we start to get a little bit older, I mean, you know, we start careers, we develop more relationships. And I really do think there's this transition into finding value outside our body. So while we may not love every inch, it's like we can find body acceptance. But there's this weird space between like the old me used to be obsessed and dieted and you know, did all these crazy things to try to command my body to become a certain shape. And we don't want to go back there, but yet we're in this new space of like, I want to be healthier. And sometimes that might involve changes to our bodies. It might involve weight loss. It might might involve muscle gain, um, whatever it may involve. But it's like our past has really scarred us and left us afraid of going back to that diet obsession um, or that dieting and obsessive mentality. This is a weird place to be and it's I think it's really tricky to navigate because no we don't want to go back to the way we used to be and start obsessing about calories and macros because yeah we've, we've got a life we're living now and so we can't we can't go back there even if we really wanted to um, and nor should we uh, but I think it's like with this new open road in front of us of you know, I, I still want to find ways to be the healthiest version of myself, but how do I do that without dipping my toe back in the obsessive thinking? It's hard. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is just some very simple steps on how to move towards your healthiest version of yourself um, so that you can have the energy that you need to be the woman you want to be. You know, for me, I am a working mama of two boys. And if you have boys, or if you've seen my boys, you know boys have a lot of energy. And I want to make sure that I not only have enough energy to do my job well and serve the women I work well, I want to have enough energy to play with my boys at the end of the day, and I want to have enough energy to connect with my husband when he gets home from work. So, I mean, that's that's a long day. And so I'm really going to need to have my health be in the best place that I can have it to be able to do all that. So I want to talk about some stip- some simple steps today on how to get us to our healthiest self without going back to the obsessive, compulsive, almost neurotic dieting mentality that we may have had in the past. We're going to touch on both empowered eating and how to make behavioral changes from a body empowerment standpoint instead of a body shaming standpoint. Ooh, I'm so excited for this one. What's up, friends? Welcome to the Fuel Her Awesome podcast. It's time to finally break up with dieting and choose to live boldly and unapologetically in that bodacious body of yours. If you've had enough of your inner awesome being eclipsed by body hate and you're drowning in that sea of nutrition info out there, girl, I made this podcast for you. Become the healthiest and most energized version of yourself through confidence, food freedom, faith, and body empowerment from science-backed nutrition and energizing foods with a little wiggle room. Because who doesn't want a side of donuts and a little wine does the body good? (laughs) I'm Jess, a body bully warrior, registered dietitian, and food freedom guru. I believe that when we stop letting culture define health, beauty, and what we should and shouldn't eat, we can finally live free in our own bodies. 
Are you ready to channel your inner awesome at a whole nother level? Grab a cup of coffee or lace up those running shoes and let's dive in to today's show. I'm so excited to be talking with you ladies about this topic today because it is something that's been really at the forefront of my mind. It's been the topic of a lot of the conversations and calls I've been on lately. So I think it's something that you guys are really going to like today and I'm hoping that all of you can walk away with some really tangible activities and tools to help you navigate like this. It's almost like a fork in the road. You know, in our past we had this body hate and well, we may not hate our, we may not love our bodies the way we'd like to. We don't have like the disgust and disdain that we had towards our bodies when we were teenagers, you know, who remembers those days when we were going through puberty and all the changes and, oh, I feel sorry for the teenagers this year or this um generation who have social media impacting them. Eesh. But I do, I think we have like that history of hating our body so much and now we don't hate it. We've started to find value outside our body, but we still want to maybe find ways to feel better and more comfortable within our bodies. And we get stuck. It's like, we don't want to go back to the crazy stuff we used to do. So what are we supposed to do now? So step one in helping to figure out what our next steps will be is we've got to get really, really clear on what our direction is. When I start working with people, one of the questions I always ask is what is your 90 day goal or six month goal? Like whatever the time frame is that we're working together, I want to know if you could have anything happen in this next, you know, X amount of time, what would your life look like and how does your health play a role in that? What's really interesting is when it comes to our health and our body and our diet and exercise, when I ask this question, I find it that it's really difficult for people to answer because we want to just immediately jump to, well, I want to lose weight. And when I start asking more questions like, well, what does that look like? What does weight loss give you? What, you know, how do you see your life? How are you living your life? with this new weight loss and how are you eating in alignment with that weight loss like tell me more than that number on the scale goes down people have a really difficult time answering this and this is where I think we're actually living uh, trying to live out our future in the chains of our past so step number one is to get really clear on what our values are at present day now, if, you, if you've never done values work before, I'm gonna, there is a link in my show notes that you can do a quick online free values assessment. But essentially, you will want to get really clear on what your top three to five values in life are. And if you've done it in the past, I want to encourage you to do it again because chances are some of them may have changed depending on you know what's happened over your life in the last few years. But it is really cool to do a reassessment here and there. So for me, I just redid mine and... Mine had morphed a little bit. It was really interesting in the last 10 years. Um, So my values now are spirituality, family, wisdom, influence, and health. And I now have those values as what I call my nutrition North Stars. (laughs) I actually think they can be like your North Stars with anything in life, with relationships, um, career decisions, whatever. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to call them your nutrition North Stars. And when you're deciding, you know, what kind of goals you want to have with your body or with exercise or with your diet, we want to set those goals with these three to five values as our guidance. Like what, how are the goals I'm making, I'm setting this week and next week, how are they helping me live out my values in a more authentic, deeper way? So we want to get really clear on that. Once you have those values, 
and they're, they're established, they're mapped out, they're clear. We need to do an inventory. We need to do a complete inventory of all of the, I wish this about my health, about my body, about my diet, about my exercise, and the I shoulds. I should be exercising more. I should eat more fruits and vegetables. I I should eat less sugar. Like whatever those wishes and shoulds are, we got to get them all out. So get a piece of paper. This should take about 15, at least a full 15 minutes. But you want to write all of these out very clearly and just go to town on it. I mean, whether it's something you you really want to do or not, I mean, if it's in your head, if it's a voice, a line, a direction in your head, write it down. So spend about 15 minutes getting all of the I wishes and the I shoulds out on a piece of paper. Once you are done, get two different colored markers or highlighters and go through this list. And we're going to take one of those highlighters and highlight every single one of those statements that is living within our values. So for example, if I wrote, I wish I worked out more or I wish I exercised more frequently. Well, one of my values is health and movement is a very important component of health. And so yeah, if I'm not moving, if I'm not exercising, if I'm not incorporating that into a part of my daily routine or weekly routine, yeah, having that statement like I wish I worked out more is totally within my values. So I would highlight that. Go through and see any of them that are within your values. Then with the other color, I want you to go through and I want you to cross out any that are not rooted in your values and they may even be rooted in like your past rubric for health. So for example, okay, this is one of mine. I don't know why I like always wanted a bigger butt. I am just one of these girls that I don't have hips. I'm petite by nature. I have, I have no curves. It's just who I am. So I've always kind of wanted a bigger butt because I thought that's the part of my body I can control, right? Like I can't wish my hips to grow bigger. I mean, even when I was pregnant, my hips weren't any bigger. Um, So I've always wished my butt to be bigger. So if that was on my list, you know, if I'm looking at that, I wish I had a bigger butt or more muscular butt or whatever. Is that within my five values? Does me really focusing on building a bigger derriere, (laughs) that's what my son calls it, derriere (laughs) or fanny look out for fanny (laughs) who saw scary movie anyways so I would look at that and go is that living within you know my value of spirituality no um health not really because you can be healthy with any size but wisdom I I don't think so (laughs) family not really and influence I mean no unless I'm trying to be a a rapper I guess because they all have big butts and tend to use them a lot in their music videos but I'm not so no like that one although it may be something that a part of me wants if I'm being totally honest like it's not living within my values and so I need to separate those and learn to accept that there are some things that I may want just because I'm a part of this culture, I'm a part of this world, but striving after that may not serve me. So that's one I would cross off my list. Now, I recognize that some of these items you might cross off might feel really weird. So if um, like changing another part of your body, like losing more weight around my stomach, it might feel really weird to let that go. Like you're almost failing, you know, like you're settling with a not great body or you're settling I just want to encourage you that if if you can clearly see that it's not in alignment with your values so like yeah me working on getting a bigger butt is not totally in alignment with my values but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be a secondary effect so once I stopped just focusing on you know building a more rounded butt and I I got back to the basics of what I was trying to do which was at this point 
I was trying to lift more weights and just be stronger because I really wanted to improve my my lean body mass so that I could play with my kids and I could have stronger bones as I age as a female. It's like some of the other stuff just came and I still don't have a huge butt, (laughs) but I do have a stronger butt. And you know, I'm okay with that. And so my point is, is it's like some of those things you cross off. Well, I know it can feel like you're letting some of that go and that you're settling. Try not to get stuck there. Stay focused on the behavior changes or the goals that that are rooted in your values. That other stuff may come as a secondary result, but if it doesn't, you're not going to care as much because you are so focused. Like you won't have time to care. You're so focused on your end goal. All right. So we've got step one, establish your values. Step two, get really, let's do inventory of all the, the I wishes, I shoulds, and laser in on some of the behavior changes that you want to strive after that are truly rooted within your values. Once we've got this foundation to stand on, we open up this world to start chipping away at some of those behavior changes. And here's where the good old-fashioned SMART goal setting um, can come into play and be really helpful. If you guys don't know what SMART goals are, it's a really cool way to set specific measurable goals. So it's SMART, S-M-A-R-T, and the S stands for a specific goal. M stands for measurable. A stands for attainables. The R is for relatable to that like 90-day or six-month vision that you have for yourself. And then T is time-oriented. So in other words, we would take some of those I wish or I should statements. So if it's I I wish I worked out more and we would turn it into something that's really tangible and measurable and specific to help us move into the action place. So we might say instead of saying like I wish I worked out more, we would say I will work out two times over the next week and reevaluate by next Tuesday. So we establish the specific actions that we're going to take, the plan in doing that, and when we will get it done by. So we give ourselves a deadline. For those of you who are procrastinators like me, I'm a total procrastinator, (laughs) but it makes us really good at getting the job done as long as we have a deadline. (laughs) When we start setting these SMART goals, what it allows us to do is live in a place of empowerment versus body shaming. So when we're constantly getting just stuck in the I wishes and the I shoulds, it's we're, we're in a place of shame as opposed to a place of empowerment. And what we know about shame, if you guys have ever listened to Brene Brown or read any of her books, I mean, her stuff's amazing. If you don't know who she is, now's a really good time to just Google her and listen to anything or everything she offers. Her, her entire career is built on researching shame and what it does to us. And in her findings, she talks a lot about how it paralyzes us and it puts us in a place of feeling flawed or incapable. So one of my favorite quotes she has around shame is that shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change. So in other words, if we're trying to make some of these changes, but we're stuck in that shame spiral, there's really like no chance that we're going to be able to make changes. We really need to come to a place of empowerment and that's going to open the door for behavior change. And not just behavior change, but even a sense of enthusiasm and excitement for embarking on some of the changes we're trying to make. Because in reality, if we break down health changes, it's it's looking at, you know, adding more nutrition, flexibility, I mean, whatever it is to our diet, and it's finding ways to find movement that we enjoy. And if we look at the basics of those, those are really exciting paths to explore. I mean, let's take movement, for example. The sky's the limit there. I mean, you might be someone who likes to run, right? Going outside, going on trails, 
starting to find different paths to run on. You might be someone that likes to hike. You might be someone who likes to rock climb. How cool is that? Like going actually climbing up mountains. Not my jam. I get scared, but but props to you if that's your jam. The road to discovering what kind of movement we like is endless and there's so many opportunities and if you can tap back into like your three or four or five year old self I mean we explored that all day long and it's in our nature to enjoy that movement it's really when we get so focused on the, the shame-based I want to add movement into my life that we forget about that cur- that element of curiosity and coming at adding in movement into our lives from a space of curiosity and exploration and adventure so getting really rooted in some of these these values gives us back that that gift of looking through the world of the, as children do, which is if you've got kids or you have nephews, nieces, and you just watch them on the playground and how excited they are when they move their bodies, it's amazing. And even when they eat, I mean, when they do both, it's pretty incredible. I'll never forget when my son first learned to jump. <laughs> he jumped and he was so proud of himself. He's like, mama, did you see me jump? Did you see that? Look what I can do. I had to watch him for like 30 minutes because he was so excited. And that's something that I think as adults, we just lose because we're so focused on like, I need to shape my body a certain way. We forget about the joy of movement. So I really believe that getting clear on these, these values based behavior changes that we're after gives us that gift back of enjoying the process. And when we enjoy the process, it means we're going to stick to it. It means we're going to be able to stay on that journey, which ultimately gets us closer to our end health goal than any of the diets or the extreme exercise routines ever, ever would. That is what I have for you ladies today. I really hope if you haven't taken the time to establish your values, let's do it now. Guys, I'm linking a free assessment in the show notes, so check that out and then complete your inventory so we can stop spending time on wasting time, not spending time, wasting time on striving after these health goals that are not living within alignment of our values. Because honestly, when we are not living within our values, we self-sabotage and then we, we chalk it up to failure and like, I don't have enough will when really we're just not living within our values. Because living within our values is just so freeing. I mean, it allows us space to live authentically. It helps us move from that body shaming to body empowerment. And I think it really helps us lay out a roadmap for making health changes for our future, for our families, for our careers that really serve our purpose without going back to that obsessive body shaming, body hating mentality that we may have experienced in our past. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I cannot wait until next time. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope today strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you're interested in working with me virtually, please shoot me an email at jessbrownrd at gmail.com so I can send over my coaching menu. And if you liked today's episode, please take a minute to head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, to leave a review and subscribe. Ladies, can you imagine how much better our world would be if women everywhere were free from diet culture and misguided nutrition advice and had the ability to step into their full potential? Wow. If you have a girlfriend in mind that you know is amazing, but she's held back by food, body, or diet culture hangups, please join the mission and share this episode on your social media or with your friends. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. I cannot wait to chat with you babes next time. Until then, cheers and happy eating.